WABC. One man has a talk show on 77 WABC, and that man's name is... It's Dominic Carter. I am him. And with us now, Dominic Carter. Nice to be with you, Dominic. It gets better. You need to talk to Dominic Carter. It's about to go down. This is Dominic Carter, everybody. everybody. On Talk Radio 77 WABC. And good morning, good morning, good morning, everyone. Dominic Carter here with you, Talk Radio 77 WABC. So Monday was the solemn occasion of February 26, 1993. Before we get to the topics at hand, the first World Trade Center bombing, which to a degree is overlooked uh, when you consider what would later happen. But it was at that time, the first World Trade Center bombing, as I've mentioned to you folks before, that the mayor of New York City happened to be in Japan at the time, David Dinkins. And I was the only uh, television reporter assigned to make the trip to Japan covering him. And, of course, we had no idea, no idea what would happen. But once the incident occurred and the word that we were receiving in Japan, if we didn't know if it was an explosion or if something else had happened, but uh, we quickly got word, the mayor quickly got word that it was a bombing. And it was at that time uh, that New York One, my employer, decided to uh, do a citywide broadcast from Osaka, Japan, with Mayor Dinkins. And to those of you that were around then or paying attention, this is what it sounded like when I broadcast live from Japan at the time of the first World Trade Center bombing in 1993. One pregnant woman was taken off the roof by helicopter. Others knocked out windows in a frantic effort to escape, and those huge shards of glass tumbled down to the ground, injuring some of the thousands of people forced out onto the street. Others were treated for smoke inhalation. We're about to go now to our Dominic Carter, who's standing by live with the mayor in Osaka, Japan. As many know, the mayor traveled to Japan earlier this week for a business trip. Dominic. Dominic. Nancy, Mayor Dinkins had another full schedule set for today here in Osaka, but that all changed with the incident of what occurred in New York City. Now, Mayor David Dinkins is here with us. He has a statement that he's going to read to the people of New York City, and then we'll have the opportunity to ask him some questions. Mr. Mayor. Good evening, fellow New Yorkers. I thank New York One for permitting me to speak briefly to you tonight. As I'm on my way back to our city, I want to bring you up to date on the events that have transpired over the last nine and one half hours. At approximately 12.15 p.m., there was a large explosion at the World Trade Center, which caused the collapse of several floors in the basement of the parking level beneath Tower One. A fire ensued, and due to a large amount of smoke, all five buildings at the World Trade Center were evacuated. At this point, we cannot rule out the possibility that the explosion explosion was caused by a bomb. Caused by a bomb. This is the first terrorist attack, 1993. And um, what had occurred the night before, just some, some background, folks, what had occurred the night before 
is we all attended a big dinner uh, by developer Lou Rutten, who was uh, close to the a real estate developer uh, in, in New York, Upper East Side. Uh, it was very tight with Dinkins. And we didn't end that dinner until about 1 a.m. Uh, Japan time. And by 3 a.m. Uh, Japan time, uh, the mayor's body man, the lead uh, 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 commander that stays with the mayor at all times, uh, no matter who the mayor may be, the, just like the president, is always a body man. And for Dinkins, it was Jules Martin. And all of a sudden, he's banging on the door. I have a cold. You know, I'm not feeling well, but, you know, I'm trying to make it through the trip. And uh, he tells us what, what happens. And then... My phone starts going off in my hotel room nonstop. And it's New York One informing me. And they're telling me that they have made a decision uh, to go live with Dinkins. And that interview was a clip that was picked up by almost every station in the country with Dinkins uh, at the time of the, um, at the, time of the uh, bombing. Uh, here's a, a little bit more, and then I'll give you some a more backdrop. Uh, to the story, and then we'll get into this morning's topics. Thank you. God bless you all, and as all of you have done today, keep the faith. Mr. Mayor, we have been up for several hours. Uh, you have been up longer than we have, the New York One crew, um, getting updated in terms of what's going on. As I've been saying in my reports, it's almost like you have a temporary command center here. Are you getting constant information and are you also pleased with the dramatic video that we've been seeing the fact that nypd and ems and so on are on the scene well yes here in here in japan it is it is now a little after noon uh i got word uh at approximately 325 uh japanese time which was uh 325 a.m which was 125 p.m in new york and as you point out, we've been up ever since. I've been in constant communication with City Hall uh, and with the police command uh, center so that uh, we've been getting reports in 15 and to 30 minute intervals. Uh, so that uh, we've been, I am as in touch as I would be if I were in New York City. The difference being that I have an inability to go to the site. But in terms of communication with all the relevant forces, we've been able to do that. And so one of the points I'm trying to make, folks, is that when, when I speak on a given topic, I generally speaking, for the most part, I am not speculating. I am telling you fact as I know it to be. And that's a big, dof, a big difference between myself and a lot of hosts that are, are merely uh, speculating. And uh, the backstory, uh, you may have heard in my voice a little bit there, I had a cold I had a, a Japanese earpiece that did not fit. When something like this happens from the news business, all the managers uh, are, it, it was, uh, by the time we went live, it was 10 p.m. New York time. All the managers from the news director to the senior, they're all called in. And what happens is the news director gets on the phone with you, and this is the way the conversation went. He goes, now I'm the reporter, but he goes, Dominic, um, we are going to uh, buy a satellite, and the satellite is $50,000. You have got to get Dinkins to the location, and you cannot be a minute late. Because at that time, this is before Skype 
and all of those things which broadcasters use now. When that window opened up for the satellite time, either you're there or you're not, but you're still going to pay for that satellite time. And so we had just left the school in Osaka, Japan, right? That was part of the, the, the earlier day, right? And then we go to the Lou Rutten dinner. And so now we're in, in a foreign country. We're in Japan. And now the local Japanese police have converged on Dinkins because they don't know what's happening. I guess back up for, from the intelligence division of the NYPD. So now there's more security on Dinkins as they're flying us through a police escort through streets I've never seen before in my life to get us to the studio. And we get to the studio with three minutes uh, time before the satellite opens to go live. And um, you can find the uh, interview uh, on YouTube. It's a full interview, but we just gave you a little bit of it. My recollections of the first uh, uh, 9-11 attacks. And it's funny meaning that nothing was funny about what happened. When you're in the middle of something, caught up trying to get the story out, you, you don't have time to look at the impact of what has just happened. And so, believe it or not, I look back now, all these years later, Mr. Dinkins is no longer with us anymore. Um, he's deceased. And now, now I'm able to put it all in perspective all these years later. Okay, this morning's uh, topics. I'll get to the Georgia situation in just a moment. But I want to start with the three busted after the NYPD manhunt and the chaotic Bronx subway shooting. So if you're a kid that grew up in the Bronx, you know the D train very well. You know that generally the D train is the lifeline to get you to Manhattan. And if you're me, you know that when you would ride the train, which was almost every day going home, it would be Tremont. The next stop would be 182nd, 183rd Street. And then the stop where I would get off would be the next stop, which would be Fordham Road. And then I would walk home about five or six blocks. So Tremont, 182nd Street, and then Fordham Road. This shooting Inside the subway car, this shooting happened at the 182nd, 183rd Street station around 5 a.m. in the morning. I, I don't I don't know what's going on, folks, uh, but yeah, I, I really do believe that this is something that has come upon us from bad parenting for, for years where people just open fire on a subway. And duh, there are cameras in the train. You're going to be caught, as officials are talking about now, as arrests have been made. So it's kind of hard for me today to think about the fact that as a little boy, for all my life, uh, Tremont on the D train, 182nd Street, and then Fordham Road. And this is what, the second or third shooting on the subway in the last two weeks? What's next? What is next? Let's go ahead and open up the phone lines. 800-848-WABC, 
9222. So President, former President Donald Trump is blaming President Biden's border invasion for the illegal migrant murder of Georgia jogger Lakin Riley. We talked about her last night. And Mr. Trump is vowing the greatest deportation operation in history if he wins in 2024. And I say hallelujah. We can't, I mean, for that reason alone, for that reason alone, Trump should win this election. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, folks. Call me whatever you want. Most of them, meaning the migrants, you got to go. You have got to go. If you want to come back under a legal manner, a legal system, where you're paying your own bills, that's something else. But you got to go with all of your criminal element. We cannot continue along this road. Cannot happen. Cannot happen. So a man that, uh, that knows a lot about losing a child at the hands of a migrant, his name is Dan Rosenberg, and he appeared on Fox and Friends. His son was killed by an illegal immigrant. Just think about what the family of Lake and Riley is going through right now. 22 years old, nothing but life in front of her. Nothing but saving other lives as a nurse. And this animal, this this savage, whatever you can think of, applies. Apparently did to this young lady what he did. And deporting him is not enough. As I said last night, he needs to be skinned alive. I know that can't happen if he's the one that did this. I know that can't happen, but that's what should happen. Jail, being deported, it's too good for him, for what he deserves. Give him five minutes of torture for what he did to that young lady. But Mr. Rosenberg, Mr. Rosenberg appeared on Fox and Friends. Here is what he had to say. As soon as I heard about um, Lakin's murder, and maybe it's just the sixth sense that I've developed over 13 years, I knew that, that the, and we didn't even even caught anybody yet, and I knew he was illegal. I don't know how, but I just did. Um, Again, as was mentioned earlier, it's clearly preventable. Even the excuses that they're giving uh, you know, DHS has said, oh, we didn't ha- we don't have any detention beds. We had to release them out here in California. We have a prison called Adelanto. It has 2000 beds. Eight of them are occupied. So there were more than enough, you know, uh, detention space to put this guy in, even though he shouldn't even have allowed allowed into the country to begin with. Should never have been allowed in the country to begin with. For that reason alone. Trump should win the election for that reason alone. Sorry, you have to go. There's no other way to put it. There's no political way to say it. Sorry, you cannot 
continue to pimp. I know Mr. Weiner don't like when I use that word. You cannot continue to pimp the American people. It's not going to be tolerated with your criminals and your gangsters. And we don't know who's who until they kill uh, some, some innocent person. Mr. Rosenberg continued on Fox and Friends. None of this surprises me. I see it every day. Um, and it's going to continue no matter who is elected president. They've the Democrats have created a situation that literally will last for decades. Mm -hmm. And that's even if everybody cooperates to get these people out of the country. Yeah, I think your son would have been 39 years old. So these open border policies took away a lot from your family. Uh, he probably would have been married and had children and you would have had grandchildren because um, he would be alive and healthy today. How did this affect your family? Tell us your story. What happened to your son? Well, my, my son was in law school at the time. He was just coming home one night and an illegal alien tried to make a last second left hand turn and they collided. If he had just stopped, I wouldn't be here today. My son would be would have walked away with some cuts and bruises and that would have been the end of it. But instead, he accelerated, drove over his body, um, got stuck, backed up, drove over him a second mm -hmm. time. And then going forward, uh, somebody jumped in front of his car and he stopped with his with his uh, tire on my son's abdomen. Um, so, you know, every day is, you know, people will say, you know, time heals all wounds. I don't know who came up with that saying, but it's just not true. Mm -hmm. and, and, in, and in many respects, it gets worse. There are no words for what has happened in Georgia. 22-year-old young lady, minding her business, went out for a jog. This is what the governor had to say of Georgia. We have people like these two individuals that came into the country and then committed crimes, and no, nobody was uh, notified of those. And why were they not sent back? Why are we allowing people to come here that are not U.S. citizens and break our laws and then not send them back home? I mean, it's, it's, so, it's so frustrating. So frustrating. Governor, you are correct, folks. Uh, you can reach us, 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. Uh, if, if it's busy for the time being, because all the lines are lit up, you can reach me on Twitter. Same way of communicating. I'll just be the one reading your comments. At Dominic TV, at Dominic TV. Let's start with your telephone calls. Let's begin with Norman in Brooklyn. Good morning, Norman. What's on your mind? Good morning, Dominic. I don't have an extreme story in my life with the illegal aliens. Like that, That's a good thing. That is a good thing. But anyway, I'm on the L train going home. Um, I have noticed uh, a accelerating amount of migrants uh, in the last few years, uh, Spanish speak speaking people and also African people that don't speak a word of English um, anyway, with their brand new Nike shoes and uh, usually with backpacks. Um, hey, but wait, wait, Norman, don't, 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 don't leave something out here. Now, the, the suspect, the 14-year-old kid, 15-year-old kid that had the nerve to cry after he boldly opened fire in Times Square, maybe you can tell me, Norman, Who's paying for the bling bling? This kid had a nice necklace around his neck in handcuffs. Uh, yeah, no, Who's paying for the bling bling? 
I'm paying for it. You're paying for it. We're all paying for it. That's it. So anyway, um, I wanted to sit down. I'm 60 years old. There's no room on the damn train. Uh, these guys had their backpacks on the seat. I said, permiso, you know, because I know they don't speak a word. Permiso, me sit down. I said, I'm, I'm a viejo. I'm an old man. Okay. He starts giving me problems, you know, like, oh, blah, 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 blah. No, 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 no. Okay. Finally, I get him to move the bag. But I'm just telling you that these people that are coming into America now, they're walking around, they're getting everything, and and they're walking around with a serious chip on their shoulders. These people have no intention of, like, a, a certain humble thank you, a certain respect for for coming here. They have no appreciation whatsoever, in my opinion, from my, you know, for, for this country. It's just use, 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 take, take, take. And, you know, and and uh, pardon me, uh, these two were no damn good with their brand new Nike sneakers and they're looking in their brand new phones. And uh, that's it. That's, you know, I don't I, I'm just it's time to start deporting. That's my opinion. It's time to get them to get the hell out of here. This child of two immigrants, me, I'm, I'm sick of them. I'm sick of what they're doing. I'm sick of these people coming here. And, uh, you know, and uh, I. It's time to get them the hell out of here because this ain't America and they don't have an appreciation. They went through no process. Their only process was busting into this country, stealing everything that they can, you know, getting in here, getting a check, getting everything. They're a protected class. I'm sick of them. They're making all these hotels for them. You know, we don't have any tourists anymore in the city. Well, our tourists are stock filled with these people. I am sick of these people. That's it. That's my point. Well, Norman, uh, I agree with you. I agree with you. I, I, you know, I, I'm trying my hardest to be diplomatic about the situation compared to how I actually feel, feel because I see clear as day uh, what they are doing. And, and, and Norman, you're being a diplomat because they have a, a contempt for Americans. They look at Americans like, how dare you? I'm here to pimp you and take all your money in your country, and there isn't a damn thing you can do about it. Thanks for the call, Norman, because the politicians are on my side. They, they, know, they know who's on their sides. Let's go to Steve, I believe, in California. Steve, good morning. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Hi, Carter. Thanks. I called about the trade towers, first of all, but while you're on the subject of the immigrants, there's only one way to look at Biden. He's a actor saboteur who embraces the Kissinger Rockefeller globalist philosophy of shrinking America to fit into the puzzle. And so he's doing all this on purpose. Okay. Now, as far as the trade towers, they've always been two middle fingers to the world as far as the rest of the world saw on them. So they were a provocative piece of architecture. In fact, they were bombed the first time right after I made my first visit to New York when there was no internet and there was no LennonMurderTruth.com. And I thought as I drove away, and that happened in my rearview mirror, I thought, what's this? They're trying to change the subject off of Lennon's murder? What's going on? So that was my take on it. You know, it's it's funny you mention that, Steve, because I was uh, today I was trying to remember back and I'm like, wait a minute, was the Internet around back then? And I don't recall it being around. I remember fax machines were the thing 
uh, were the big thing. I, I don't even know if cell phones were big uh, back then, but I but don't quote me on that. I I don't remember. All I know is, um, you know, we were in Japan and and we had a story to get out. And then I started thinking about the people that died and the people that were injured. Thank you for the call, Steve. Greatly appreciated. Let's go to Mike in South Carolina. Good morning, Mike. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Good morning, Dominic. Um, a few things. Well, I like that expression, and you're right. The U.S. government is pimping us out with the illegal aliens. And you were uh, in Japan. Very interesting, Dom. Nine, when the 93 uh, bombing happened in World Trade, you were with Mayor Dinkins. And that was a worldwide story. And you know what? Sometimes history does repeat itself, and it does repeat itself right now. It is. Uh, with what's going on in the Middle East, Hamas, Israel, Palestine, you know, uh, everything and everything. And uh, my heart goes out, Dom, and... Uh, to the to the relatives of the 22 year old young nursing student in Georgia, and there we go, you know. Uh, so Mike, Mike, things. Mike, I I don't yeah. want to wish this on you, so I'm not going to even mention you know your that. daughter. I'm not gonna, you know. But how do you yeah. think you would handle something like this? Meaning oh, I, the I Georgia situation. Know, uh, I, I don't know how I would react. It would just be I, I see red in my eyes. You know. Uh, if my Sicilian kicks in on dad's side, whatever. But no, it's just uh, uh, incomprehensible. Um, and we're seeing this. There's people down here, Dominic. You know, I, I'm coming out of a store the other day, and they were, uh, you know, illegal aliens. He was holding the door for me. I said, thank you. And he has his palm, you know, up. And he wants shake to down, it. shake down. That's right. And he's fishing like shoes. I, I wanted to crack him in his, in his jaw. But I said, no, nah, take a deep breath, man. You know, no. Right. We're not advocating <laughs> violence. We, we don't, we don't no, want no, no. that. We don't want that. No, no. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's, we are living in a third world nation. That's what it's turning into, Dom. And you know what? You touch on all the points, and I know you got a lot of callers. I don't drone on like some people. But i got to end it with this, Dominic. Where you cut your teeth, Cortland. Let's go Cortland Red Dragons. All right, Red Dragons, thank you, Mike, for the uh, call. Before I take a break here, and by the way, coming up at the top of the hour, Frank Marano on the other side of midnight. Frank has been kind enough to ask me to join him for a few minutes. I'll be doing that. Coming up at 1245, the Chronicles of Dominic Carter. But before we take a break, George, New York City. Good morning, George. What's on your mind? Hi there. Thanks for taking my call. Uh, uh, Now, uh, regarding the... uh, food stamps they're giving away you know they have a value of about 60 uh, percent cash uh you know on the black market so uh, many of these uh, illegals are going to sell them off you know for cash because food they could go to any food pantry uh, churches you know there's so many churches uh, in manhattan for example and elsewhere in new york city they could just go there and apply for food and they'd be welcome also um, uh, i've noticed that they go to a p- i was at the pizzeria you know and i noticed they came in and asked for free uh, pizza and uh, they spoke in spanish and uh, i reckon they were illegal they got free pizza 
you know. And then uh, after that, left the uh, guys, you know, I know, because I've been there on a regular basis, they were discussing that factor, illegal aliens, etc., with all the benefits they're getting, every dollar they get, uh, the senior citizens and the poorer segments of our society lose uh, at least one dollar. You know, for each dollar they provide to the illegals. Also, I, I, I don't I know. Think, I don't know about that, George. You're, you're you're good for coming up with these formulas. That that I don't know where you get this information from. You had right. me until you said that. Where did this formula come from? Where you believe that an American citizen is going to lose a dollar for every dollar that goes to to a migrant? Where did that come from? Okay, it's very. Uh, see, there's a limited. Uh, okay, so amount wait. So, so this is your money. theory. This is your theory, correct? No, no, it's not my theory. Okay, so where are you getting this, this information from? Listen. No, uh, I don't. Uh, uh, no, George, I don't. You have a I'm habit of talking forever and saying nothing. I've got so to I'm take. Like, listen, George. I'm up against a break right now. I don't have time for you to explain. Where are you getting the information from? Look, if you have $10 to Okay, spread I got to take a break. I'll be right back. They say this is a big rich town. I just come from the poet's part. Bright light city life. I got to make it. Now, here's Dominic Carter on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Can you give us a sense of when you think that ceasefire will start, sir? Well, I hope by the, the beginning of the weekend. I mean, the end of the weekend. At least my, my, my national security advisor tells me that we're close. We're close. It's not done yet. And my hope is by next Monday, we'll have a ceasefire. President Biden in New York discussing that he believes a ceasefire between Israel and Hamas uh, will be at hand uh, in the next couple of days. The president headed to the border. Mr. Trump headed to the border on the same day, Thursday. It will be interesting. Let me just say this, folks. We see all of your calls. Folks, please put yourself in my shoes, right? We have to pay the bills. And so if I say that we have to take a break and you got to get to your point quickly, then you've got to get to your point quickly. That doesn't mean you can ignore what I just said and just continue going on and on and on. Now, George was correct in his theory, right? In his theory that the more money that's spent on migrants, the less money that's spent on Americans. But when you say to me for every dollar that's spent on a migrant, that's less a dollar for an American. And he was trying to give me a, a scientific formula do I look like a new Jack that just started in journalism yesterday? I've been doing this for close to 40 years. So I am naturally going to ask you for your evidence. And when you start hemming and hawing, I know that you just made it up yourself. And you're going to be called out on it. Let's go to Mike in Jersey City. Good morning, Mike. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Hey, Dominic. I'm glad. I think you're getting a. I understand you're up against a. a, a you know, you got to get paid, so you're trying to get him to spit, spit it out. But I think he was just trying to say, for every dollar that the illegals get, then the poor person in New York, the you know the, the guy who's down on his luck, he doesn't get that dollar. 
So well then, well then, well then, he should have said it the way that 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 you said it just now, Mike. He he should have said George is known for coming up with these cocky mamie uh, theories <laughs> yeah. about what's with nothing to back it up, and I have zero tolerance for that. Zero. I am a journalist. Let, let, let me let me let me just put it to you this way, Mike. I I uh, went to grad school up at Syracuse University, the Newhouse School. If we right. did something like that as a journalist, we would get a failing grade. If we accepted something like that, and so gotcha. and so that's just where I'm coming from. And so when a lot of one of the biggest complaints I see online is that people say, oh, we keep calling you, we can't get through to you, and this is the biggest line. Why do all the same people always get through? There's no method to the madness. They just call. And so when someone's just literally wasting airtime, Mike, I have to step in. I'm sorry. Go right ahead. I hear you. I hear you. God bless you. Have a good night. Thank you, Mike. I appreciate your call. Let's go to David in Pennsylvania. Good morning, David. What's on your mind? Yeah, how you doing, Dominic? Well, go right ahead, please. Let, let me let me say number one, we gotta we gotta deport every single one of these illegals now. It, we can't wait. I'm scared of it. You don't understand. I walk in the streets. I'm just I'm just waiting for the next time I'm in 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 they're going from my car to the building. We gotta get them deported. We're living in fear over here. We're living in fear. I, I, feel, I, feel, I, feel, I feel you, David, about the fear element, not just from no, the migrants, not just from the migrants, but from these uh, criminals. Go right ahead. The criminals. But Dominic, Dominic, I go to New York every single day and it's disaster down there. Disaster. It, 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 the migrants are everywhere. I feel like I'm in a third, I feel like I'm in the middle of a third world country city, Dominic. This is what New York is. New York, the center of the world where everyone looks at. It's a third world city. Yeah, it, yeah it, you know, and, I, and I'm and I'm I'm listening to you, David. But then I'm also looking at the lead story of the New York Post, in which those uh the the three men that have been arrested left bloody a bloody trail after hijacking a Virginia couple's yacht in the Caribbean, Caribbean, and they likely tossed the bodies overboard. I, you know, we're just living in a world of, I'm going to be straight with you, David. We're living in a world where there's a certain element that says, yes, I made a lot of mistakes with my life. I made the wrong decisions, but now I'm going to rob you and take yours. I'm going to make up for my bad decisions by taking yours. What is going on here throughout the country? This is why we need law and order. And listen, there may be a time when I'm down on Republicans, but it ain't now. What we need now is Republicans and law and order. David, you have the final word before I move on. Yeah, Dominic, let me tell you something. This is why I'm telling you there's a survey. Trump will win New York for that reason. He no, no, Trump, Trump's York. not going to win New York, but, but he's going to win no, the presidential Dominic, election. let me explain to you. Biden, there's a new poll that just came out that shows Biden's only up by 12 points. That he's means, not, Biden is not, but you mean in New York? You mean in New York? Yeah, I mean in New York. In a poll, Trump, Trump's not going to win. Out. Trump is not going to win New York. You, you can kiss well, that me, one goodbye. Dominic, you got you Listen to me a second. Let me explain to you something. The whole upstate is all red. No, in it's all upstate itself. is I always people, David. Upstate is always red. It's always red. Let me Trump is not going to win New York. He is going to win. Why is New? Why is New? Why is New York? Why is New York so important to you in terms of the electorate? 
Because it, New York is around, I think, 29 electoral votes. If Biden okay, loses that, that, that's 20, a good reason. That's a good reason uh, to, to but be But if concerned. Biden loses 29 and Trump gains 29, Trump is not going to win New York. I, I wish he would. I, I wish he would win New York, but it's not going to happen. New, well, New York, Dominic, that's he's almost like campaign David, he's David, 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 David. It's just like Trump is not going to win California. Listen, man, I wish it wasn't that way. But we, have, but, but we, David, we have to be realistic. New no, York, Dominic, New York, and California. I'm listening to you. I'm trying to tell you this is not the first time I've heard this about a Republican candidate. And then the election is held, and, Dominic, and it's a blow. Okay, first of all, first of all. Lee Zeldin lost the state by only 300,000 okay, so, votes. Okay, so David, so David, so David, 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 so no matter how many times I tell you this, you're just going to keep repeating it back to me, what, what you want. Why, why, do you, why do you think prosecutors want Trump tried in New York? Why? Because they don't want Trump to win New York. No, they want because they know that Trump is going before a hung jury in New York. He doesn't stand a chance in New York. David, I appreciate you. I wish I wish that I was wrong. That my assessment. Trump is not gonna win New York. Trump knows he's not gonna win New York. And he's not gonna win California. But he is gonna win the presidency. He is gonna do that. And that's all that matters at the end of the day. Let's go to Mordecai in New Jersey. Good morning, Mordecai. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Morning, Dominic. Good morning. Uh, I just wanted to say once you uh, once you hit forty years. You'll be a journalist emeritus. emeritus. <laughs> and another thing, I have some good news. You want to hear the good news? Go ahead. Venezuela, um, the uh, dictator over there, just announced that they have the lowest crime rate Of ever. course. Of course. I wonder Isn't why. Isn't that great? I wonder why. Isn't that great? I wonder why. Because they, well, uh, you know, the U.S. intelligence isn't going to disclose this, but uh, because it probably didn't happen, uh, but they totally didn't empty out all of their prisons. And send them all up through the uh, through the, Dar- the Darien jungle and uh, up through Central America all the way to here. That's not what happened. Even though it's all on YouTube and you can see all the people hopping trains and going through the Darien jungle, paying the coyotes. You could, it's all on YouTube. You can see it. There's a there's a there's many people who document their journeys. Like, yeah, I'm gonna illegally go to uh, the United States. I'm just I'm just going for the journey though, just to just to show you what it is. And they show everything, and you can see everything that uh, this current administration is saying is not happening. That is totally secure on the Southern well, border. Well, uh, anyway. uh, as a rule of thumb, I wouldn't believe everything that I see on uh, YouTube, but I, but I got your point, Mordecai. Thank you. Thank you for your, uh, for your comment. Things that you see on YouTube can be grossly edited where it appears that it's uh, factual. Let's go to Jerry in New Jersey. Good morning, Jerry. You're on talk radio 77 WABC. Yeah, good morning, Dominic. I think that it's time that black gang mem- members, black gang members, African-American gang members in the cities better protect the vote for Trump this time around. And they better actually do whatever they can to get Trump elected, because otherwise, four more years of what we're seeing with an open border with the cartel backing the Latin gangs will absolutely crush all of our gangs in our cities and they will be second-class gang so, members. So, Jerry, 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 I, I need I need a mitol or something here. So you're telling me you want a situation where you want to see gangs thrive, You meaning African-American gangs in this case? Well, let me ask you a question. 
Would you rather have the African-American gangs doing what we know they've done so far, or would you rather add on top of that and have them fighting in the streets with the Latin gangs? That would only add to more violence. Here's what I would rather have, Jerry. Squash and kill, meaning get rid of them, each gang. How about that? How about that? Of course. You know, I I mean, I— and listen, I'm with you, but but your premise, in my opinion, is wrong, Jerry. You can't say, "Oh, well, we know the devil of the African American gangs, but we don't know. We do know the devil of the Latino." It's crazy, Jerry. But thank you, thank yeah. you for the call, my friend. Let's go to Will, Long Island. Before I take a break, good morning, Will. What's Whoa, on your Dominic. mind? Whoa, that was nuts. All right, so listen, I, I look at it like this: I'm a registered independent. They have forced me into a tribe in which I do not belong. So I only can vote Republican for the foreseeable future, right? I look at this as like, you know, the like Ocasio-Cortez and the hard left and the inability for Democrats to denounce them has caused this situation where they just have guilted us, particularly white people, but all Americans, into somehow that we owe it to these people. You know, the UNCHR resolution in 1951 for what outlines, like you hear the media complicit in this. They say things like, oh, the asylum seekers, asylum seeker. It is outlined what the criteria for seeking asylum is. Being poor from a third world country is not the criteria for seeking asylum. Okay, coming here from El Salvador or coming here from Venezuela because you're broke and looking for some free stuff and a piece of the good life is not, uh, you know, uh, part of uh, seeking asylum. Okay, and now you have the Biden administration, which legally controls the border, which legally controls ICE and can legally do a lot of damage to all of this illegal immigration starting tomorrow. They don't need any legislation. They could just go back to what we were doing, and they could even do more. And I'm thinking, I really believe, that this is going to cause major blowback for Democrats. I do believe for the first time it is. in a it long is. time it is. that it the is. African-American community will vote double digits for Trump and the Latino community, especially legal Latinos, will break the 40% barrier for Donald Trump, and it is going to do major damage to the Democrat Party, up and down, because of what they have done to these people's communities. Yes, How much agreed. damage needs to be done? I, Will, I, I got to take a break. Thank you for the call. When we come back, we'll have the Chronicles of Dominic Carter. These are the Chronicles of Dominic Carter on 77 WABC. No rules anymore. I'm still thinking about the shooting on the D train. On the D train. As a little boy, I would get off at Fordham Road. And so you have Fordham Road going south. Then you have 182nd Street. And then you have Tremont. So... And then you'd have a couple of other stops until you hit Yankee Stadium, a couple of other stops until you hit Harlem on the west side, a couple of other stops until you hit 125th Street, and then you're in the mainstream of Manhattan. You can get off at 125th and get on the A, or you can figure it out from there. But the shooting, the shooting, no rules, no rules anymore. Just And this started because one of the alleged, uh, alleged perpetrators sat down next to the victim. The two soon got into a heated argument. This continues to take me back 
to what former police commissioner Ray Kelly said on Sunday with our owner operator, John Katsimatidis on the cats Roundtable. He, you will hear him reference the shooting and a man that he talked to from London. You know, the mayor of New York says crime is down. 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 Mr. Mayor. No, it's not. No, it's not. No, it's not. This is uh, police commissioner, former police commissioner Ray Kelly with our owner operator, John Katsimatidis from Sunday. Ray Kelly is famous in New York, the longest serving NYPD commissioner uh, ever. And uh, also did so many things uh, uh, for for America, for the world. Uh, he served in Haiti uh, under President Clinton uh, to try to straighten out that uh, that that country. Well, Ray Kelly, New York. I'm worried about New York. Tell me how you feel. John, it makes two of us. Um, I met a man from uh, London a couple of weeks ago, and I asked him what did he thought of New York. He had been to New York before, and he said it looks like there's nobody in charge. And that's exactly my feeling. I think it sums it up. He talked about the, the migrants, seeing the migrants, particularly around the Roosevelt Hotel, homelessness, mentally deranged people, crime is way too high. Petty larceny, of course, the stores. He mentioned that, you know, how everything is locked up in the, in the stores. Subways, we know that subway crime is still very much an issue, and it's keeping people off of the subway. It's still significantly below what it was pre-COVID. Just this morning, a man was shot and killed on the subway train in the city. That's the third one so far this year. Wow. And you know what I'm thinking about, folks? If you listen to this show, then you know I generally have not criticized Police Commissioner Eddie Caban, the city's first Latino police commissioner. I understand the politics real well of what a police commissioner has to do. So often you folks will call here and hey, crack down and criticize the mayor. You do that, you're fired as police commissioner. But come on, Commissioner Caban. It's like, I'll stand behind the mayor. I have nothing bad to say ever. And I disappear. And Eric Adams, you're the greatest Caban is like, I'm not blowing my job for anybody. I don't care how many cops you cut. I don't care how much crime goes up. I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. (laughs) Eric Adams, you're my hero. Please, it makes me want to throw up. Literally. Robert in Philadelphia, good morning. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Hi, Dominic. It's good to talk to you. And I don't think you want to mind all, my man, but I understand where you're coming from. Yeah, yeah, mind all. Sure. After I said it, I might all. <laughs> we're going to leave that one alone. But might all, I, I think. Hear you. That, I hear that, you. Right, but I'll so make sure I, you so, don't need. Right, so I want an aspirin, right? Not a might all. Might all, might all you can't take for a headache? Right. It's for women's problems. Oh. Oh. Well. It was an amusing slip, Dom. You know, hey, I mean, anything, hey, right? hey, hey, but you know what? But maybe I do need a mito because, wait, Robert, I want, I want to say this, and then I want you to make sure. your point. So uh, I'm watching. So every night in the Carter household, right, um, <laughs> I, I, think, I think my wife has a, uh, has a thing for Lester Holt because uh, in, in the Carter household, every night, 
It's like Lester Holt is porn, right? Every <laughs> night, every night in the Carter household, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how nice the fire is that I lit. It doesn't matter what I'm doing. It doesn't matter what I'm talking about at night. The only thing that counts in the Carter household is at 630, Lester Holt. And so I'm looking at Lester Holt, and I'm like, does she have a thing for Lester Holt because he's a little skinnier than I am, right? So I've met, I've met Lester a couple of times, right? And so, and so she blurted out something today, and I'm going to let you get to your point, Robert. But my, sure. but my wife has never said this. When I say liberal, she is a lifelong Democrat, right? And when right. I talk Republican policy, she goes, ill, you know? <laughs> but, but, Robert, guess what she said uh, just a few hours ago? What's that? Now, she's not a fan of Trump, right? She's not a fan right. of Trump. She goes, I'm, I'm voting for Trump. I can't take this anymore. I'm, I'm not wow. voting for Biden. And I, and I, you, you know how on uh, uh, Sanford and Son, when uh, the actor would say, oh, Elizabeth, I'm coming to join you. I'm having a heart attack. Yep. That was me. <laughs> a- anyway, Robert, go ahead. No problem. For me, it was Sean Connery with my ex. So I understand exactly where you're coming from. But I'll be quick. So wait, Sean, Sean Connery with your old lady? That was whenever? Uh, she, she just thought he was the most handsome man in the world. And, you know, he had that brogue accent, whatever. It was all good. You know, we yeah. all have our... So, so <laughs> it, 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 it didn't bother you? Oh, no. No. Not hey, at all. Hey, but I wait, mean, Robert. I'm going to let you... What What's the young lady, uh, Jennifer and, and What's her name? Jennifer and, and, Aniston? Aniston? Right, right. So... So, so what my so what my wife will always say is, oh, he's got a thing for Jennifer Anderson. He wants her badly talking about oh. me. And so, right. but I, but you know, Lester Holt. The next time I see him, I'm gonna be like, yo, man, you trying to mess up a happy home? What's going on here? But anyway, Robert, go ahead, go ahead. Uh, you have you, you have good taste. I agree with you with Jennifer, but we have a perfect storm here in that open border sanctuary city soft on crime new yorkers are sitting ducks if i'm a nefarious immigrant i'm making a beeline there but it doesn't end there after you guys not you but after new york lets him go for what he did there he goes down to georgia and kills somebody it affects everybody yep people please wake up please dominic try to have a good night man and thank you for the story i agree with you and so but, but, but robert night. but i gotta yeah. pass on the might all right uh, yeah. <laughs> so I need, I need, I need. So Tony and, and Blaze, why didn't you guys tell me? They, why didn't you guys? We thought you knew, man. Hey, I want to see what happens if you take a Midol. Is really what I want. I want to know the pill won't know where to go. And all of our women happen. listeners, all of our women listeners, Robert, you know, from 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 uh, from any of them, and nobody, none of them called me up to say, Dominic, you didn't mean to say Midol. You meant to say. What, 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 Robert, what is the ones I want? It's just that George was annoying me at the second. What's the one that I want? What's the aspirin that I can take? What? Oh, yeah. Well, you can Tylenol. say anything. Tylenol. I need a Tylenol. Now, I need a, you now, know. Now they're holding up the, and, uh, hey, Robert, they're holding up the Tylenol now. Both of these jokers, <laughs> both of these jokers let me say my doll. Nobody corrected it. And then it'll be a clip that Curtis Lee will play for the next five years. Great so, radio, so, Dominic. Have thank a great you. night, my thank man. You. Thank you, Robert, in Philadelphia. Let's go to Tom in Westchester. Good morning. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Yeah, good morning. Good if morning. Knows anything, if anything knows anything about Adams, he's way different than that other guy, de Blasio, because with de Blasio, you knew what you were getting. With Adams, he'll just, he tries to play both sides of the fence. Like he cares, whatever, but... He does. He's still with all the the, uh, the liberal policies, you know, and, and 
as far as I'm concerned, Democrats really ought to change their name. They're not Democrats anymore, like from the Kennedys or whatever. They're not even progressives anymore. They are autocrats. That's what they should mm. really change their name to, autocrats. Because mm. they want total control over everything, the form of government and everything else. Mm. So, you know, and I view them as the enemy of, of the state. So... Well, I I hear you, Tom. Thank you. Thank you very much for the call from uh, Westchester this morning. I'm still locked on to the fact of all of our women listeners of this program. And you heard me say that I needed a might all because George was driving me insane with his impromptu make up a scientific survey. And nobody, not a single woman in our audience corrected me. It took Robert from Philadelphia. Tony didn't say a word. Matt Blaze didn't say. They're both looking down, doing what they're supposed to do. And then Frank Morano's walking in right now. And I'm going to have issue with him, too, because I just said I need a might all. And, Frank, why didn't you come in here and say, no, Dominic, you meant to say uh, Tylenol or you meant to say something else? Why didn't you help me? Well, I I don't want to be accused of promoting any one specific brand name prescription dr- or brand name drug. So people are going to say I'm on the take of the people that make Tylenol or something like that. Hey, nice scarf. And Thank nice, you, man. Nice, nice jacket. Thank man. you. You know, you look at you're looking good there. Let's take a call together. Let's Sounds go. Good. Let, let's go to uh, who do you want to go to? You pick. Uh, what a what a selection here. How about Gary on Staten Island? Gary, you're talking to Frank Morano, Dominic Carter. Go right ahead, please. We're short on time. The real reason that they, they, they don't want Trump to get in is because he's too pro-Russia from the viewpoint of the mainstream establishment. They, he, he wants to stop the war in Ukraine, and they want to keep it going, and that's why they want to keep Trump out. It's that simple. There's a million. Thank you for the call, Gary. There's a million reasons why I want to keep Trump out, but it's not going to work. Frank, what do you have coming up this morning? All right. uh, We're going to talk with former Minnesota Governor Tim Pawlenty. I honestly can't figure out why Nikki Haley is still running for president. I don't know why. Why? Well, tell me why. It's called hanging on for dear life. But, but Trump goes that? down. I'm going to be the woman. But, no, she's not. She's so, not. She's but, not. But that's what she's I'm saying. Not. So uh, by staying in, she's actually Disruption making it less likely. You're right. She, she's going to be right. the nominee. You're she right. knows this, right? You're so right. So what's the point? So Tim Pawlenty's actually run for president before. He was one of those guys that dropped out early when he ran in 2012. So we're going to talk to him about what he thinks the rationale for Haley's candidacy is. And a very disturbing story having to do with social media and children that was on the front page of the New York Times. I'm going to ask you to stick around if you don't mind as And well. I'll be here, but I got a bone with you. You didn't tell me that a man should not need my doll. Frank Morano, the other side of Midnight, coming up right after news headlines.